It was a rainy day in Transylvania. It's usually pretty rainy, but today was especially rainy. Dracula had been feeling a bit down as of late, and he was finally going to take his good friend's suggestion and see a psychiatrist. Dracula had always hated therapy, but things weren't looking good for him, and he thought he might give it one last shot. Dr. Richard Stein walked into his office to find that his three o'clock appointment had elected to hang upside down from the rafters rather than lie on the comfortable half-couch, half-chair thing. What a weirdo, Dr. Stein thought, but he couldn't say that because he's a therapist and whatnot. I'm glad you decided to come in, Mr. Smith, said Dr. Stein. Please, Mr. Smith is my father. Call me Dracula, responded the Prince of the Undead. All right, Dracula. I understand you've been feeling blue recently. What's wrong? What's wrong, Doc? Dracula asked rhetorically. Where do I even begin? He asked rhetorically yet again. How can any man know what's wrong when he doesn't have a friend in this world to let him know? He had now asked three rhetorical questions, and Dr. Stein was beginning to understand why Dracula didn't have any friends. It all started in 2009, Dracula said. Ah, yes. I see many patients who blame their problems on the government. Have you tried ranting about it on Facebook, suggested Dr. Stein. I've tried everything, Doc. Nothing I do makes any difference. I even cut out fat people from my diet. The doctor briefly choked on his bagel. I'm sorry, did you just say that you cut out fat people from your diet? Asked the doctor disbelievingly. Yeah, but I didn't last more than a week. God, I'm so pathetic, Dracula said glumly. So you actually eat fat people, the doctor asked. Well, not just fat people, but they generally taste the best. There's so much more sugar in their blood, you know? Okay, well, listen, Mr. Smith, Dracula. What? Please, call me Dracula. Right, okay, Dracula. I've just remembered I have a lunch meeting I really can't put off, so why don't we resume this meeting um, another time? How about that? Dr. Stein hastily rose from his seat and walked to the door. Dracula dropped from his perch in the rafters and blocked the good doctor's way. Dr. Stein hadn't realized how much of a creep his patient really was until that very moment. I mean, this guy looked like he belonged on a watch list. Or a clergy. Are you scared? Dracula asked, non-rhetorically. You're goddamn right I'm scared. I'm literally about to shit my pants I'm so scared. I usually deal with bratty kids and bored housewives. Cannibalism is well above my pay grade. You need to see a better psychiatrist than I. This news sent Dracula spiraling deeper and deeper into his own depression. Dr. Stein was the only therapist in town, and Dracula couldn't afford the ticket to a bigger city with better psychiatrists. Dracula sat down dejectedly on the comfortable half-couch, half-chair thing he had so brazenly denied before. My God, he said. This is the comfiest couch-chair hybrid I've ever sat on. I'm glad you like it, Mr. Smith. Dracula, the confused therapist said. But really, I don't feel comfortable continuing this session, seeing as you might eat me. I wouldn't eat you, Doc, Dracula reassured him. I would suck your blood. Feeling not at all reassured, Dr. Stein continued, Well, you see, Dracula, I just don't think I can properly help you if I feel that you might kill me in any way. Dracula pondered this point for a second and came up with a compromise that he believed would make both parties happy. I hear your grievance, and I offer you a compromise. Dracula had learned this in couples therapy. If you finish this session with me, I won't suck your blood. 
He hadn't learned that in couples therapy, but felt proud of his improvisation skills nonetheless. It was a classic catch-22 for Dr. Stein. He would either be eaten by refusing to help, or probably be or probably be eaten by spending any more time with this psychopath. At least if he chose the latter, he could spend the last hour of his life doing what he loved, charging people exorbitant fees to ask, like, three questions and listen to a bunch of words. All right, Dracula, I will help you. But could you please lie on the couch this time, because it was creepy enough when you were hanging from the rafters and I thought you were a normal guy, but now that I know you're a deranged cannibal, it's just damn strange. Of course, Doc. The truth is, I don't even like hanging upside down from rafters and turning into a bat and sucking blood. You can turn into a bat? said the doctor, shocked. Jesus, Doc, it's like you've never even heard of a vampire. What the fu- You're a vampire? I didn't think those were real. Well, that's part of my problem, Dr. Stein. I'm having a real identity crisis right now. Dracula laid back on the comfy half-couch, half-chair thing and began to, rem- began to reminisce about a simpler time. This new changing world, it's just too, f- too much for me sometimes, you know, Doc? I remember when boys were boys and girls were girls. I'm, say- I'm sorry, are you saying that not only do you kill fat people and extort therapists, but you're also transphobic? The doctor wrote something down on his notepad. It was almost certainly irrelevant to what Dracula had said, but he learned in psychiatry school that you should always be writing something down. My gut says that I should be transphobic, but in my mind I know I shouldn't be. Dracula had been frustrated by this issue for some time now. Well, you know, Dracula, that's exactly how transgendered people feel, too. Dr. Stein had never said anything profound before, and he still hadn't. But Dracula was not a smart man, and this resonated with him. Wow, I'd never thought of it like that. And for no apparent reason, Dracula felt joy for the first time in over a hundred years. Dr. Stein had never seen anyone actually take his words seriously, and he found something thrilling about it. He put on his tweed jacket, his fake eyeglasses, and changed into his loafers because this shit was about to get real. Let's talk about your mother, said Dr. Stein. And they did talk about his mother. They talked and they talked and they talked until eventually they had nothing more to talk about. What started as a one-hour session stretched through the night and ended only after the sun rose the next day. Doctor, I... I've never felt so free before. I feel like a new man, or vampire. Doc, I feel so alive and so human, I think I'll call myself a manpire. The doctor thought this sounded pretty fucking retarded, but he held his tongue, happy to see that his new friend was feeling better. Dracula, I think we've done profound work here today. I don't usually do this, but would you like to have a hug before we say goodbye? Dr. Stein, there's nothing I would like to do more than share a hug with the man who saved my life, who pulled me from the brink of destruction with kindness, battling my inner demons with only his words for a weapon, the man who ventured into the dank, decrepit caverns of my wretched soul and helped me find light, purpose, and meaning. Unsure of the difference between purpose and meaning, Dr. Stein extended his arms and moved forward for a hug. And right when they were chest to chest, at the height of intimacy between the two, Dr. Stein pulled a wooden stake from his back pocket and drove it through the poor vampire's heart, figuratively and literally. The vampire fell to the floor, and with his last dying breath, he asked, Why? Are you serious? Dr. Stein said. You literally 
eat people. I can't let you leave. What are you, fucking retarded? So, yeah. Um, I hope you guys like that. That was just a little short story that I wrote in high school um, called Therapy for Dracula. And I'm, I wasn't going to put this on the pod. I wasn't going to release this, but I was really testing my new mic, which hopefully maybe you can tell a difference. But if you can't tell the difference, I definitely can. So I'm happy with it. Um, but then I was listening to it, you know, like for the quality. And I was reading it. And I was like, you know what? You guys might like this. Just a little glimpse into what my writing is like. I'd say that's the void. That's mostly how it sounds, that kind of stuff. Um, that was fun. I don't know. Were the voices distinct enough? <laughs> I mean, no, they weren't supposed to be distinct, but like, could you even tell what the fuck was happening? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to listen to it again. I think probably. But yeah, I didn't make any effort to like <laughs> change the voices. I don't know if that's uh, an issue for people, but we'll find out, I guess. I did want to talk, you know, this is going to be a normal episode, sort of. Um, just that first bit was a little weird, but um, I did want to talk about these, like, spam texts that I keep getting. I don't know if people get these. I get probably, I'd say on a good day, 10 per day <laughs> texts. And I'll give you, like, I, I started deleting them because they're really filling out, like, literally filling out my whole message box. But let's see if I can find a few ones, like, from recently. So there's like an AT&T one that's like, you know, AT&T, except it's not AT&T, they just say ATT. It's like you're already doing something illegal, I assume. You might as well. I don't think you're going to offend AT&T if you use their actual logo. You know what I mean? Anyway, thank you for your support. Here's a little something for you. And then the link, this is the link. I'm only going to read this one link and you'll just have to trust me that the rest all look exactly like this. Nine... O W M dot info slash R Y N capital Z C L F O L I close parenthesis in the link. Hey, exclamation point. <laughs> and that's the link. And then they copy it and send it again, like one line below. So it's obviously some kind of like weird fake scam right some kind of hacking thing they're trying to get into my phone or whatever it is i don't even know um but i've noticed there's like a progression now so that's like a separate one but there's there's one line of the hackers that have been texting me and they think my name is nancy or they know my name isn't nancy and they just don't give a fuck which is also likely um so they think my name is nancy and it started out, like, almost believable. <laughs> like, it started out just so close to being real. Let me see if I can find... I had, like, a note about it, I think. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, I don't have any specific text or anything, but... 
I remember they started out, and it started out like um, things you might want or need or something. It's like, hey, like click on the link. Hey, Nancy. Um, Nancy, by the way, um, you know, we're selling these dick enlargement pills or whatever. Just click this link, you know? And it's like if I needed dick enlargement pills, then I would click the link, you know? <laughs> um, no, well, I do need, everyone needs them. Um, if not for like their lady, then for their own, like everybody wishes they had a couple extra inches. Even if you're huge, you wish you had a couple extra like centimeters or something just to feel what it's like to have a bigger dick. You know what I mean? Like not even for any sexual purpose. I feel like, um, anyway, but if I thought the dick enlargement was, was, uh, pills were like real and I thought that this link was real, then I would have clicked it. So at least that's like possible. Then they started trying to trick me, which I didn't appreciate, right? They started they started saying, hey, listen, Nancy, um, we tried to drop off your package. Um, we tried to drop off your Amazon package, but you didn't get the package, dumb bitch. Uh, so you've got to click this link if you want to get your money back or if you want to get your package. So they're trying to, like, you know, trick me. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't order no shit from Amazon, obviously, I know. And, you know, it's all, like terrible spelling and again the link has like a sentence in it <laughs> or like an exclamation point so it's you know it's not it's so fake so i don't answer that um but it is starting to annoy me because i'm like well before it was like friendly you were trying to sell me something if i'm dumb enough to click it whatever now you're trying to trick me it's moving to this other place now i think they're getting annoyed with me <laughs> <laughs> Like, one thing they sent me recently was, um, shit, what did they send me? Yeah, it was like, uh, Nancy, you've been ignoring us. You need to click on this link in order to, like, um, not go to jail. Like, they made some crazy threat, right? It was like, it was either like, um... They're pretending to be the IRS or like, um, like the government, and they're they're saying, "Look, you've been ignoring us, um, and you're gonna go to jail if you don't respond." It's like, okay, first of all, the government's been trying, the IRS has been trying to sell me dick enlargement pills from day one. Like now, you can't go from, <laughs> can't go from dick enlargement scheme to Amazon scheme to government scheme. Like you just can't do it. It from the same. Because every single text is from a different number, but every single one calls me Nancy, right? So, I mean, I guess you know what it is. It's probably someone sold them my number. Like a bunch of different schemes. Uh, I see what's happening. A bunch of different people have my number. And they all individually run different types of schemes. It's not one scam conglomerate or something. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's different departments of one scam <laughs> conglomerate. What do you think it's like to work at one of these places? Like, is it a is it a human being writing these texts? I mean, at a, to a certain extent, it has to be right because like a robot would not have this poor grammar. <laughs> Let's see if I can find one that has like really fucking just shitty grammar. I get them every single day. Of course, I can. 
Oh my god. USPS lottery winner. We are happy to announce that you came first in our giveaway. Don't wait up. Claim your prize now. And that's not bad grammar, but what the fuck is a USPS lottery? What do I just I just get some random guy's mail for the day or something? Like why is the <laughs> Why is the postal service running a lottery? You know what I mean? Who's coming up with this? Uh, it could be computer generated. It could be just like totally random. You know what I mean? Anyway, just had to talk about the the. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, we were unable to deposit your six thousand three hundred and thirteen dollar unemployment benefit on August first. Amount will be forfeited if not claimed today. Follow this link. And then the link has like a period and the word info in it and a, an exclamation point and a sentence. Um, <laughs> and someone's last name. Um, <laughs> my, my last name is in the, is in the link. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, okay. I applied, without my knowledge, I applied for unemployment benefits. And then I got them, right? Despite all odds. And then I somehow like never followed up or I never wanted the money or whatever, the $6,000. Um, and now if I don't click a link that the government texted me, <laughs> then I won't get my $6,000 that I unknowingly applied for. I mean, who falls for this? This is completely obscene. You have to be... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I know I've seen Dr. Phil, so I know that people do fall for this, and it's sad. These people are, like, mentally ill. But it's just annoying. Like, I wish I could send... Because it's all from different numbers, right? Like, it does no good to block any individual number. You just got to delete the whole thing when you get it. But I wish I could just tell these people. It's like, look, I'm with... Like, I'm, I'm in... A, I, I like your shtick, you know? I'm in on it. I don't care. I mean, it's not good to take advantage of old ladies and stuff. I'm not actually in on that. But, like, I just don't really care that much. It's not the hill I'm going to die on. You know, I'm not going to spend my life fighting big phone scam. Because to a certain extent, you know, you're not. they're not exactly getting the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? <laughs> These people that they're siphoning money out of aren't exactly, like, uh, using that money to, you know, create electricity. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, not create, like invent something new. You know what I mean? Like innovate. These people are not the the humans that will make that will carry the human legacy into the year four thousand or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend my energy fighting this battle. So I don't care. But I wish I could just tell them like I'm not gonna fall for it. And then they would just leave me alone, right? Like, they wouldn't waste their texting energy. To a certain extent, it must cost, even if it's like a hay penny per text, it must cost something to send me 10,000 texts over the course of a year. <laughs> They're spending at least like a dollar per year on me, and I wish I could just tell them, like, hey, look, put that dollar to some someone else's, someone else, you know? 
but it's someone else's grandma who's like teetering on the edge of dementia. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not nice. And it does happen to people. It's really sad, actually. <clears throat> but I wish I could just make it not be in a, a minor annoyance for me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, stay tuned for next week. I'll be watching, not watching, I'll be reviewing Love on the Spectrum. I've got a lot of problems with this show. Um, not least of which, I, uh, I didn't, I was watching it, I was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend, we were watching it together, and 45 minutes into the first episode, I realized, um, that it was just CCTV footage of my own living room. So, (laughs) I've got some issues with love on the spectrum. I'll be getting into that next week. Thank you. Peace. Love. On the spectrum. (laughs) I'm out.